The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze with Grace Goller. Dealing with cancer is by no means easy to handle, but our program aims to make it easier through knowledge. Whether you've been recently diagnosed, are going through treatment right now, or are a survivor, our program will have points that you should hear. And by sharing our stories together, we'll make it truly a life-changing experience that you don't have to go through alone. Now, here is your host, Grace Gawler. Hello to everyone. Grace Gawler here, and we're here for another week of navigating the cancer maze. So uh, I'm still here in residence at the Halvang Private Oncology Clinic in Germany's Black Forest. Been here for about three weeks now um, after leaving Australia around the 6th of October. And uh, last week during the program, we actually had some heavy snow, so uh, it was quite a treat for us. But it also meant, I think, that we had a little few dropouts uh, on the airwaves. So snow and fog is often unkind to broadcasters. So do forgive us if we have the odd dropout tonight where we have quite a, a wind and rainstorm actually going on in the Black Forest in Germany. Now, last week's show featured um, the lovely Fran Drescher, whose mission in life has been to create an organisation or a movement, really, called Cancer Schmanza. And this is a different kind of movement than we've been used to. Um, Fran's been very instrumental in bringing awareness and education of a different kind, primarily to women and primarily about early detection of cancer. So if you missed last week's show, I highly recommend that you uh, go back onto the Voice America Health and Wellness channel, Navigating the Cancer Maze. In the right-hand column, you'll actually find the recording of that program. I think Fran brought out some really very uh, moot points and judging by the emails that I've had, she touched a chord with uh, quite a lot of people. And I think she also had the really powerful message about becoming a conscious medical consumer and uh, if anything stood out from the interview it was certainly that so remember the organization please cancerschmancer.org um, or you can look up Fran Drescher on the internet and I'm sure you'll get a link to the organization and the great work that they're actually doing so in talking about that tonight, uh, Fran's organisation has actually created this new paradigm. Uh, it's a new paradigm in cancer education, which has for far too long actually focused on searching 
for the cure. And we often hear this, how many billions of dollars have been spent in cancer medicine searching for the cure. And that's all very well. And uh, there is an aspect of necessity, of course, with that. But far less emphasis has actually been given uh, to searching for the causes and also for promoting, particularly in women, early diagnosis of some of the cancers that affect us, such as the gynecological cancers and uh, in particular breast cancer. So with that as an intro, tonight I'd like to focus on what we could call another new paradigm and it's one that will actually affect us all and that new paradigm is personalized cancer medicine or personalized medicine. So what actually is personalized medicine and how can we as patient consumers in this new and rapidly changing medical marketplace actually get benefits from it? So the age of personalized medicine actually appears to be upon us quite uh, quickly, although it has been several decades of warming up to the idea, I guess. Um, personalized medicine presents many issues and many challenges, many logistical challenges for doctors and, of course, for established systems, but also for patients because as patients, we have become dependent and educated on a system of medicine that looks after us, that perhaps mothers us and perhaps gives us the things that we need when we're dealing with an illness. But in, in many ways, that system has uh, taken some of the responsibility away from us. And this has been happening over a a long period of time and I, I think one of the things with the personalised medicine is that we're now taking a, our body um, to the doctor, to the physician and we're saying, okay, here's my sick body and personalised medicine says, okay, what can we do about it? Um, can I induct you, the doctor, and or you, the nurse, or you, the surgeon, actually onto my health and well-being committee? Because as a team, we actually want to get well. Um, so this is a new idea because in the past, it's it's been, as I said before, with taking your body along and saying, well, like uh, this body is sick, here I give it to you, would you please fix it? Um, so <clears throat> we're in a time of flux and a time of change with this transition uh, into personalised medicine and in particular for this show, of course, Navigating the Cancer Maze, we're particularly interested in defining personalised cancer medicine. So um, here at Halvang at the moment with a patient group from Australia, um, you know, hitting many obstacles and a lot of the uh, challenges along the way as these folk really begin their cancer journey in earnest in a personalised medicine sense. And I know from working with people here during the past three weeks that the transition from personalised uh, or to personalised medicine rather from the system that we've had really does present a number of of big and challenging issues for patients. So we need to educate 
patients as consumers into how you can actually benefit from this new system as well as also how to use the new system. Um, a good definition I actually heard recently of personalised medicine was that it's often described as the right treatment for the right person at the right time um, and that healthcare indeed can be customised or tailored for each person. So this goes hand in hand with what we've just been um, speaking about. So as we move on in this emerging field of, of science, uh, we're finding the healthcare providers are asked to now, say, match drugs and treatments to patients based on their genetic profiles. And this is a very big part of the new personalised medicine movement and the new personalised cancer uh, medicine movement. So there's a great deal of emphasis in this to identify which health conditions an individual may be susceptible to and then to determine how a patient will respond to a particular therapy. And um, as we're kind of at this, this crossroad where personalised medicine is taking off, a lot of people are not quite knowing where they fit in along this, this timeline. So uh, how might personalised medicine improve patient outcomes? I think that's one of the big questions that we have to ask because if we're introducing a, a new paradigm, we need to be able to look and see, well, hey, what are the benefits of this? And, you know, what can our input be into maximising and improving patient outcomes? We've talked a lot on this program about this aspect, more from the aspect of psycho-oncology and the things that patients can actually do from themselves, for themselves. But, you know, one of the main points here is uh, personalised medicine in general may offer something which we haven't seen before because by simply eliminating unnecessary treatments that potential adverse side effects can be greatly minimised. So once we're starting to look at these personal things and we're looking at genetics, we're looking at personal lifestyle, um, everything that actually makes up a person, we can thereby... It's like putting together the pieces of a puzzle and we can put those pieces into place. And if we've got most pieces of those, that puzzle, uh, we can then actually look at the whole person and we can then say, okay, well, this treatment will be tailored for this person, but maybe not someone else. So it all sounds really, really exciting. And actually it is. Uh, I think it's a very, very exciting time in medicine and where complementary medicine meets conventional medicine and uh, where our psycho-oncology actually comes in to this type of medicine too. But perhaps the most um, vulnerable or the people that will struggle the most in this are the large hospitals. Um, when you have a large hospital and a system that actually depends on maybe the government or, um, you know, a large number of users in the system. It's very, very difficult in that system to get a personalised treatment. And I think when we come to cancer medicine, personalised treatment is really where we need to look at maximising the effect. 
you know if you if you have a, a chronic degenerative illness well, yeah that's that is important and it's important you get the right help but when you've actually got a life threatening or life challenging illness it's really um very important that we look to a system of medicine that is going to meet our needs um and is going to streamline the processes of treatment for us so perhaps we're returning in in looking at this system of medicine um in this new paradigm to a more sustainable model and a model where we may have even more satellite centers small centers doing highly effective work um i was i remember as a as a young person maybe my 20s being really inspired by reading ef schumacher's book small is beautiful and i think this is reflected in the system of the smaller hospitals because i think they have a greater chance to enact replicate the effective systems of personalized care and create the models that patients really really desire because the more i speak with patients and i get emails every day from patients around the world uh patients are really wanting to be looked at as a, a as a whole person but also that their treatment they're very very focused these days on getting the very best treatment for them in a personalized manner So uh I think as well as the small laboratories who are out there and currently making a number of um really tiny substances like antibodies you know these are required in really really tiny doses and so we're going to see that new paradigm go through in from um perhaps big pharma into small pharma or smaller pharma and a lot of people have given big pharma quite a hard time um over the years but you know if you've ever had pneumonia or something like that and uh, you take an antibiotic you'll be very grateful for the forces of big pharma it's not the be all and end all but um you know it has made a very big impact on our general health and our health care however everything has its time and it's used by date and i really believe that as we move into this new paradigm this new system of medicine that we're going to see many many of these smaller farmers these smaller companies who need small infrastructures um to really produce these products in tiny amounts they're going to become actually a very dominant player in the consumer medical marketplace and i think it's really important that we understand this um which is why i've chosen this very topic for the show today because i know from people here at the Halvan clinic uh who are going through their processes with their cancer treatment that before they came many of them did not have any idea about personalized cancer medicine and what it could really do for them so we are coming up to a break and we're going to be back very soon with me Grace Gawler navigating the cancer maze and looking more at what actually makes up personalized cancer medicine we'll be back soon your life your health your network You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Guller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, I'm Grace Gawler and I'm your host for Navigating the Cancer Maze. And today we've come back talking about um, integrative medicine, personalized medicine and personalized cancer medicine. I think it's very important um, as consumers in the medical industry that we actually know the types of medicine that are around today. And I just mentioned integrative medicine or integrated medicine, which is very popular at the moment. Um, I know there in America you have a lot of naturopathic uh, physicians who are very well trained at a, a couple of excellent colleges uh, in the US and Canada. And um, this is also a form of integrative or integrated medicine. Um, There's one thing to really be aware of as a medical consumer and particularly as a cancer patient because um, integrative and integrated medicine can actually fall into the trap of the uh, treating of the one-size-fits-all. So... Um, if you're noticing that, for instance, if you're going to a clinic at the moment or you're seeing someone and there's several other people in your enclave or, or group of uh, patients and you think, well, hey, everyone's getting the same kind of treatment here. You know, everyone's getting their vitamin C or their alpha-lipoic acid and all the doses are the same. This is not what we would call personalized cancer medicine. And I think a lot of the integrative medicine has been an important stepping stone into this area of more personalizing your treatment. And actually, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to really work this out because if you think how individual we all are, how individual our upbringing has been, our diets, our lifestyle, impacts of life and stress upon us as individuals. There's just a tremendous amount of difference between each and every one of us. Um, 
I remember my herbal medicine teacher used to say, yes, we're all the same, but differently. And I, th I think it's a very important concept to remember in terms of seeking out personalized cancer medicine. So we need to look for in this transition, in this new paradigm, a system that's going to be tailor-made for you um, and a system that's really going to look at you holistically. We've talked a lot on the program about psycho-oncology, the relationship of conventional psycho-oncology and complementary medicine. And today is really an extension of that, but looking more in-depth at conventional medicine and saying, well, how can we make conventional medicine work for us and how can we actually personalize it for our needs? So the beginning of all of this, it's worth going back. Um, if you listen to uh, Voice America um, a few shows back, Dr. Ray Hammond, and it was navigating the genetic cancer maze. And Dr. Hammond uses a test uh, for individualizing people's genetics, particularly in cancer. And the test comes from RGCC, which is actually an amazing molecular laboratory based in Greece. So go back and have a listen to uh, my interview with Dr. Ray, because it's one of the precursors, as it turns out, to really forming, uh, creating the scaffolding, if you like, for how we look at and how we can utilize personalized cancer medicine. So with our individuality and our genetics, they actually are key players in this new paradigm of medicine. And in doing this, we, we get to look at some really interesting aspects of people and that goes right down to our DNA. So uh, with the test that um, is being done in Greece and, and Dr. Ray Hammond's associated with that test, it's looking specifically at cancer and the markers, the growth promoters, all the things associated with an individual's cancer. So it's quite groundbreaking and it's a part of this transition and this new paradigm as we navigate the cancer maze into a more personalized system of medicine. So it was interesting, around about 2000, I think it was, that scientists announced that they had finished the rough draft of the human genome and the genetic code, therefore, that controls much of our development and our illnesses. Amazingly, this code consists of three billion letters. We call them letters, little codes, that make up the DNA script in human cells. So this is a, a pretty amazing sort of a concept. Um, if you don't know what a human genome is, we'll um, explain that a little further. But there was a very important project that began in the USA in around, uh, I think it was 1990. And um, these studies of genetics and our individuality um, are very, very important as leaders in this next step of personalized cancer medicine. So if you don't know what the human genome is, you're listening today, just very, very basically, it can be thought of as your master blueprint, basically. Um, it's got all the design specs that you would need to produce another you 
in every detail. Another unique you unlike anybody else. So it describes all of the different types of cells in your body and all of their functions over a lifetime, which is also pretty amazing. The codes are in there to operate the system, to do the DNA repair, to keep you going as you. So it's all fairly amazing to me. And uh, I think, you know, I'm just so often inspired by the amazing capacity of the human body to take so many knocks and heal and get through adversity and live a long life even despite all the adversities that have been along the way. So this genome is encoded into the nucleus of every single cell in your body. And all these little tightly coiled threads of DNA and the genes that they contain. So um, I think in looking at the DNA aspect of things, it gives us a very, very useful walkway into individualized or personalized cancer medicine. Um, I think one thing we also should touch on here in the personalized cancer medicine uh, walkway while we're talking about genetics, there's actually also an economic benefit in this um, runway towards looking at cancer medicine and how it can um, be developed in a personal way for us. And I think what we call genomic health for safe costs and the ability to spare patients the unnecessary treatments as we said before. But I think um, the genomic health seems to estimate that by identifying those who'd not benefit from treatment, that the test, for instance, can reduce chemotherapy use by maybe 20 to 35% and yield savings, according to the experts, of around about $1,900 US per patient tested. So that's fairly significant. We're looking at lots of different benefits here on lots of different levels uh, for the patient, eventually for the system, uh, for our understanding of cancer and for the individualizing of the treatments. But like many things, it's been a, a long runway, maybe over the last 30 years, uh, where we've seen this, this, this slow transition, I suppose, into uh, the more personal styles that can be brought into medicine. I'm very, very, very fortunate because I'm here at Halvang Private Oncology Clinic and I do work here as a consultant. I'm very proud to be at the clinic because it is a, a model and a standard of personalised medicine for um, treatments that basically would be very hard to procure anywhere else. So the personalised medicine that they offer actually here at, at Halvang, and it's Halvang, which is H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G, Private Oncology Clinic in the Black Forest in Germany. Um, and with this model that they have developed, it's actually one that's not done at other hospitals that I have been associated with anyway. Uh, so they have used the integrated approach with the personalised approach and they've done the smaller is beautiful. So the hospital here, uh, I was asking some patients uh, earlier today what they really see as the 
best points of the hospital. And indeed, I was going to interview some patients tonight, but it's a little bit late and they've needed their beauty sleep. Um, so I'm going to relate some of the issues that they uh, pointed out to me today. And uh, they like the fact that there's a small hospital that's actually effective. So they can take somewhere like 18 to 20 people here at the hospital. And uh, I think they have somewhere around about double the amount of staff to cope with that number of people. That's been also one of the problems with personalised cancer medicine, of course, um, with staffing numbers, because it can involve in some places um, very large wages for keeping the staff to keep the service. Um, the genetic testing from RGCC Greece actually talks about the patient's circulating tumour stem cells and they're identified in the test and the results of those tests tell us about the behaviours and um, not only the behaviours of uh, certain growth promoting factors in there but many aspects of behaviour of a patient's circulating tumour stem cell. When we come back after the break I'm actually going to talk a little about circulating tumour stem cells because I have had a question from a, uh, a listener who is keen to just know a little bit more about that. But what it basically means that in the personalised approach that you can get a treatment that's targeted as accurately as possible to inhibit the growth of your cancer. And before this really happened, we've had a lot of hit and miss in medicine. Medicine has done its best. But what this genomic and personalised approach has done is it has allowed us to fine-tune to actually target um, uh, some of these circulating cells, to target some of the growth factors in a way of accuracy that has not been available before. So when we come back after the break, I'll talk a little bit more about life here at Halvang, um, some of the patient's experiences. And we are also going to uh, have a look at some questions from the mailbox. And at the uh, towards the end of the show, we're actually going to have a look at some way of pulling all this together and helping you to make your medicine choice as a consumer far more effective as you navigate the cancer maze. We'll be back shortly. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Holvung Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, Grace Gawler here and we are back with Navigating the Cancer Maze. Been talking about the Halvang Clinic and its relationship to personalised cancer medicine and uh, we do have a group here at the moment with patients who are all going through their various uh, individualised treatments. There are patients here from America, um, from Australia, from New Zealand um, and a few other places around the world and they've all come here to this place because the Halvang Private Oncology Clinic is actually serving as a model for personalised cancer medicine. I'm going to talk in a little while when we go to some of the questions from the mailbox uh, from last week, actually, and the week before about circulating tumour cells, what they actually are and uh, what they actually mean in a person's diagnosis and uh, perhaps more importantly, once one has a recurrence of cancer. Um, always tricky to navigate the cancer maze and for some people it does. I know it seems like a never-ending maze that, uh, you know, you might be okay for a couple of years and, you know, then you're in this maze again and doing the same things um, to actually preserve your life, quality of life, well-being and hopefully extend your longevity as well. Um, one of the other important things before we get on to talking about um, circulating tumour cells, uh, the clinic here also very smartly has an excellent psychotherapist and um, I think it's great that a, a clinic that is offering uh, this personalised medicine actually recognises the need for this all-important psycho-oncology. You know, this, this personalised medicine is about treating the cancer that the person has, whereas psycho-oncology is about treating the person who has the cancer. And, you know, I think it's really important to separate those two things. We had a bit of a fun day at the clinic here this week because I was noticing every time I walked through the infusion room where people are having their, their treatments daily or in the corridors, in the conversations on Skype, in the dining room, everything was talking about cancer. And uh, I've done this many, many times before and I thought, well, I think we'll do this again. So I instigated a Let's Not Talk About Cancer Day. And I really encouraged people to uh, think about their conversations because what we often find and um, here it was no different as people are coming from the outside world and in talking about this story again and again and again. And what that does, it really does lock you into your cancer story. In personalised cancer medicine and good psycho-oncology, we're really encouraging you to make a new story 
to write a new story, to tell a new story about what's happening with your cancer situation. So it was quite fun to have that day and we noticed that by the evening that something had really shifted significantly within the group. They were uh, more enlivened. They were having fun. We had a piano evening here at the Hulvan Clinic, uh, a competition to recognise music. And all in all, it was a fantastic day. And we must never forget in the process of medicine, it's so easy to just think, okay, we focus on the cancer, but focusing on the person and then focusing on the cancer is a really important split, if you like, and we must do those two things. And I think it's quite healthy to um, to split those things and actually to uh, to really help people to focus on being, I guess, the best cancer patient that they can be looking for the best outcome. It takes a lot of stress out of the whole situation. So we had our fun day and uh, I've noticed some differences as people have come back. Now, just in saying this, I um, just want to add a little bit here in about support groups because, again, support groups can become a little negative if they're not professionally led. And the last thing you want to do is go along to a group and hear every week the same story from each person or how bad things have become. And it's, look, it's great for those people that are able to express themselves but for you as someone who might be trying to move on in your cancer story and in your cancer recovery, uh, it's a very significant thing that can actually hold you back. So, you know, make yourself a sticker. I'd rather not talk about cancer today, thank you. And I've recently encouraged a, a couple of support groups that uh, have contacted me to start a humour room. And actually when patients go in for their, their cancer support for the day, to not focus on the cancer, but to focus on the people who have the cancer. This is uh, something that I think is really, really underrated. So look out for that trap because it can really catch you um, as you're trying to make your steps towards recovery. Um, one of the other things to just finish off in talking about what happens here for patients, um, the targeted treatments um, have been used here for quite a long time. So the clinicians here at Halvang have got really valuable and long-term experience with regards to managing side effects of some of the new treatments that they have. Um, many of those are antibodies, but wow, there's such a wide range of complementary therapies available here. Things like, um, you might have heard of lectinols, which is from mistletoe, um, artisanin, omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin C, alpha-lipoic acid, all kinds of things are integrated, personalised for you and mixed in with the various treatments. So no one person here gets the same treatment and that's a really wonderful thing. So the motto of the clinic here is that they treat as conventionally as necessary and as naturally as possible and that's certainly what our patients are experiencing here. So in leaving the... Uh, personalised medicine and the Halvan Clinic, I'd like to move on to the letters from the mailbox because, uh, as I said before, circulating tumour stem cells has actually come up in, um, 
in the questions from this week. And I have uh, an email here from a lady called Lucinda who actually lives in Oregon. And she writes the following to me. It's interesting because she says she's interested in personalized medicine and we hadn't actually uh, put that up on the e-card uh, before this email actually arrived. So she's interested in personalized medicine. Um, she has secondary liver cancer from a bowel cancer, which she had about two years ago. And she's really keen to know why the cancer has returned. She says, you know, I've done everything right. I changed my diet. I added in fiber, took out all the processed foods. And the surgeon actually said he thought that he actually got a very, very clean and clear margin where the cancer was. But she says, why has it returned? Is this anything to do with what you were talking about in terms of circulating tumor cells? So to answer that for you, Lucinda, yes, it is certainly to do with what we call circulating tumor cells and in particular, circulating tumor stem cells. And I'd really encourage you to go back and have a listen to the interview that I did with Dr. Ray Hammond talking about the RGCC test, genetic test for people with cancer. Um, just in brief, he did mention um, circulating tumor stem cells actually coming from a tumor into the blood circulation when a tumor is around about one and a half to two millimeters in size. And that's not very big. But these tumor stem cells, when they go out into the bloodstream, because they're a stem cell, they actually hold the memory of reproduction. And that's what makes them rather dangerous. So when everyone, anyone is diagnosed with cancer, they have a degree of tumor stem cells that actually go into the circulation. Now, if the immune system is good, um, these tumor stem cells are actually recognized, dealt with, and maybe even kept in a, in a state of dormancy. But what happens in the development of secondaries is that somehow these tumor stem cells have gone through the circulation, they've set up house somewhere, just to keep it really simple. Uh, so they might have set up house in the liver, and over a period of time, they've been microscopic and they've multiplied and they've multiplied and they've multiplied until today you actually have um, a liver tumour. Now, not all people that have a primary um, colorectal cancer will get secondaries. It depends on many things. And if you've had treatment for your cancer in that primary stage, it's highly likely that you won't get into trouble again. But we also know that when people become very stressed, uh, when life challenges, um, you know, uninvited life challenges and changes, we call them, come into your life, that it can actually alter your body chemistry and you can become a little more susceptible. It's often not just one cause that's here in either getting primary or secondary cancer. It tends to be a whole lot of circumstances coming together, if you like, at the right place at the right time um, to produce a tumour. So this is why that um, you have developed a secondary tumour, Lucinda. Um, I don't know anything about your earlier treatments. You haven't mentioned whether you've had any. But the second part of your question is, what 
can I do? It's not responding to treatment. So perhaps seek a second opinion um, here in, um, in the USA. Find another doctor, another oncologist, perhaps another hospital you can go to to get another opinion. But do remember that if you can, if it's financially available to you, the trip to Germany also may be very worthwhile. We have an amazing professor in Frankfurt who works in conjunction with the clinic who has many, many techniques for eliminating um, liver cancer primary and secondary. That same um, amazing professor is one of the very few people in the world that is also having success with mesothelioma, um, which is asbestosis, which is very, very difficult to treat. So write to me again, Lucinda, because if you can um, make that trip, if it is possible for you uh, financially or in your personal life, it certainly would be very, very well worth doing. So also go to the website, which is www www.germancancertreatments with an S dot com and on there you'll find a lot of information especially on the doctors and treatments page and I think you will be able to um, chart your way through the cancer maze which is what we aim to do on the show so we're coming up for yet another break how quickly time goes so we'll be back really soon on navigating the cancer maze and finishing up with some practical things that you can ask your doctor um, in trying to navigate the cancer maze more effectively for yourself. Back soon. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Welcome back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. I'm Grace Gawler, your host 
of this show, recording here tonight from the Black Forest in Germany, where it's windy and rainy and very, very cold. Um, we've been talking about personalised medicine today, and uh, we've also been talking about the Halvan Clinic and the services offered, and a little bit about circulating tumour stem cells. Uh, if you look this up on the internet or go to some of the websites um, as well for this. So um, Lucinda, who wrote in um, last week, actually, if you go to uh, RGCC on Google, you will find them. And also RGCC UK has an excellent um, patient resource section and you can read a lot about that. So this is one of the real benefits of the internet when you actually get the right stuff happening there. I want to just um, attend to a, another um, email just briefly from the mailbox from last week. And um, this is a lady, Deanne, from VA, which I think is Virginia. Pardon my ignorance, being an Aussie, but I believe that's where she might be from. And um, she writes, wow, wasn't Fran Drescher amazing? Um, she says, hearing Fran's story last week was such a wake-up call, and thanks so much for inviting her on the show. She said, I want to share with your listeners that I have been in a similar situation to Fran Drescher, but my diagnosis, unfortunately, was too late. Um, I'd been to 10 practitioners before someone paid attention to the fact that I actually had ovarian cancer. And so I also want to warn women about the silence of ovarian cancer. And once again, she's asking the question, what can she do? She's been dealing with this now for a while and it's quite advanced. So, um, you know, once again, Deanne, source what you can in your locale. Find out uh, from a second opinion doctor what actually might be available for you. Look at some of the trials that, that are coming up. And also don't ever forget what I call like the Deanne factor or the Lucinda factor. That's actually the psychology of what can actually help you to get through these pretty devastating um, times when you have uninvited change, such as a diagnosis of ovarian cancer. I have many, many people, uh, ladies in my practice, both over the years um, and currently, who are dealing with ovarian cancer. And for most of them, it has been, unfortunately, a late-stage diagnosis. I think one of the things that Fran Drescher brought up last week was the importance. If you're diagnosed with IBS and you feel like you have some bloating, uh, really important to go and get that checked out from another source. Make sure it is IBS and that it actually isn't ovarian cancer, which can be very challenging and very difficult to treat. But nevertheless, I do happen to know a lot of people who, a lot of women who have got through that particular type of cancer. So check out what's available. Uh, once again, write back to me or do look on the germancancertreatments.com website on the doctors and treatments page because there is um, a very good uh, resume or synopsis of the various treatments that are available here in Germany. And there is one very, very specific 
antibody used here for the last three or four years. A lot of clinical experience at the Halvang Clinic for ovarian cancer at various stages. Obviously, the earlier you come for treatment, the better. However, many late-stage patients have been helped uh, by this particular treatment and you can find out more about that on the web. So do keep emails coming because I think emails are a very valuable uh, resource because I know that other people who are out there listening to this show and who might be feeling a bit lonely, a bit isolated, uh, really find a lot of help from some of the questions that you actually ask. Now, in the few minutes that we have left in today's show, I went back to look at a survey that I did some years ago about how cancer services could be improved. I've had a bit of advantage in this because I haven't only stayed in Australia and worked in Australia. I've worked in many, many places around the world, and uh, including the UK and Ireland and Hong Kong, New Zealand, uh, the Netherlands, lots and lots of different places. And in doing so, I've asked patients the very same questions about how could cancer services actually be improved. So I'd just like to go through a few of those because they may be very helpful issues for you to bring up with your medical practitioner, with your oncologist to get your situation improved and to become more personalised. So these have been gathered over about 20, 25 years of working with patients. So um, I've asked patients the following question. Where does the medical system provide ineffective management according to your situation? So these are all people that have had cancer, advanced cancer. And we divided this up into technical skills, communication skills, attitudes. So to just go through with the technical skills, um, many felt, like we've just mentioned here with the Deanne, that delayed diagnosis has been a problem. Um, delayed diagnosis and misdiagnosis are two very big issues to deal with in medicine. I think as we get more personalised medicine, we might hopefully see a big change in that. Um, ineffective diagnosis was another comment that patients had. Poor clinical judgement, another point. Um, dismissing reported symptoms from the patient. This is also an area that Fran touched on last week um, where people would go to a doctor and say, look, I have this symptom and I have this symptom and feeling that they're not being taken seriously. In my experience, I think I said this on last week's program that I have personally in 38 years of working in the field of cancer, supportive care medicine, um, it's been very, very rare that I've seen a person who I'd call a hypochondriac. So really keep your intuition going on this and don't allow symptoms that you deem are really important to be dismissed. Um, sometimes they said over familiarity, they become too casual with symptoms in the patient. Um, an inability to communicate treatments and procedures at a patient's level of understanding was also something that was brought up as being quite important. And remember on this show, we've talked a lot about stress and trauma and the trauma of diagnosis. 
So when you're given delivered bad news or, um, you know, perhaps you've, you've got cancer, you're going through it and um, they're trying to communicate a procedure or a treatment to you. If you're still in that stage of what we call the PTSD, the post-traumatic stress disorder stage, you're very, very likely not to understand a lot of the things that have been told to you. So yes, the level of understanding is important, but also take a tape recorder, take a friend, have someone transcribe um, the consultation for you. Um, communication skills was another thing that many patients thought could be improved. Um, this is one area where the more alternative and complementary practitioners uh, who often have more time uh, take over in the terms of communication skills. Most people said that removing hope and pointing the bone, lack of time, general poor communication, um, non-disclosure of information, um, resentment of questioning also. Uh, some patients reported here that uh, doctors got angry when asked too much about options um, and the difficult patient syndrome was often put upon them. So these are issues that do come up for cancer patients. I think having cancer has got to be one of the most complicated issues that you could ever um, find or have in your life because there are so many areas, your self-esteem, your sexuality, um, your communication skills. You have so many new people and new experiences to dialogue um, about and with to actually get something that may indeed be the very thing that saves your life. So... These are the sorts of issues we deal with on navigating the cancer maze. We know you're finding these programs very useful, very helpful. I'm Grace Gawler and I've had 38 years experience in helping patients to navigate the maze on many levels. I'm also a naturopath and counsellor and work in the field of psycho-oncology. So if I can help you in any way with any inquiry, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me. Um, you can in, um, institute at grayscaller.com uh, is my email and you can also go on to germancancertreatments.com if you're interested in learning to navigate the maze through that particular avenue. I look forward to being with you again next week where I'll be coming from Singapore and we'll be navigating the cancer maze and uh, interviewing some very interesting folk about how they help patients navigate the Cancer Maze. Have a great week. We'll see you soon. Thank you again for listening to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Please join your host, Grace Goller, again next Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, cancer is not something you have to face alone.